We would like to let people know sustainability doesn't mean climate change. I think there is a misconception that a lot of people connected with climate change. Sustainability can be in our business models as well. When we have intelligent business models, which reduce cost and which is a long-term vision, I think that can be sustainable. And also which is built around people, which is built around communities. This is, this is the main goal and vision of Roof. I'm back, baby. Yes, I'm back. It's a whole new conversation. Co-living, co-work, co-life creation. This is it's Coffee Talk with your boy. This is a new platform. We're going to have fun with this. Let me be honest. And you know I'm going to be every time. That was good. You can keep that one. Anazadi is the CEO and founder of Roof. It's a co-living company based in the Republic of Singapore, and her mandate is to create affordable and sustainable living opportunities for their members to call home. They also offer co-living and co-working advisories to empower the real estate and hospitality sectors. From their website, roof.co, we are helping to establish the next evolution of co-living, which will focus more towards older professionals in their 30s and 50s who value the community-based aspect of living, which I fully support. After speaking with Anna, I learned about her experience working with the United Nations and their values with programs like Roof Gives Back, where they build homes with Habitat for Humanity and working with organizations like We Care in countries like India, Cambodia, and South Africa. They've even created a COVID-19 food bank relief campaign in their hometown of Singapore. That said, Anna's company has found growth and partnerships and opportunities on a very special little island called the Maldives. You really have to zoom in all the way on the Google Maps, okay, just to see it. That's how special it is. So she's partnering also with hotels in the hospitality industry uh, to offer co-living, co-working, and mentorship programs opportunities. So a lot to unpack here today, Anna. At your core, why have you chosen to make a career in the co-living industry? Well, I have always loved people. I would say that uh, without people, I am no one. And I love giving back. I love communities. And uh, before that, thank you very much. I forgot to say that. <laughs> thank you very much for finally uh, finding time and a good time zone that works for both of us and really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the introduction as well. And then to go back to your question, I have always uh, loved people and community and giving back. This particular point of time, I think uh, co-living is very personal. It changed my life. Uh, it was started with a point where I was going through a personal shift in my life. Even when I was a child, I have always thought that real estate and hospitality industry has many more things that were missing. Having said that, I have, like I said, uh, in 2015, I have had this personal experience that I had to actually share my home with someone else. And uh, I was traveling around uh, Asia for work and then I was residing in Singapore and I was living alone. I did not have family. I did not have many friends because of my work uh, schedules and because of my lifestyle. I have actually started researching on co-living while I was working in Sing uh, Hong Kong, not Singapore, sorry. And then while I was in Hong Kong, I found out there there was a lot of uh, co-living opportunities there. 
And I was fascinated by the fact because why would anyone call a real estate or service department a co-living? What is this about? This is how I started uh, actually getting interested in co-living. And I felt it really, really aligns with uh, what I am, who I am, because I'm a people person. I love people. I love to be around people. And and I really like nice homes that are shared, that has a life, and I love making homes. So I think it kind of really is very personal, and it has changed my life. We're actually recording this. It's July 20th of 2020, and Singapore's COVID numbers have been relatively low in comparison to a lot of other countries. How have you guys been operating differently at this time, and how has your occupancy rates been affected? Oh, well, uh, we've been very lucky. Uh, occupancy rate has not been affected at all. Um, during the lockdown, we had some challenges uh, with operations. Quickly, even before that, uh, we always support technology in our systems, and we have been managing our systems through technology, so we were very uh I would say we were very uh, grateful that it was not affected at all because everyone wanted a home and the only place that was safe during lockdown was a home and we were providing a long-term home for people. And uh, we haven't been affected, if I had to say that. Uh, the only thing that I would say was affected uh, were uh, the operational things that required the element of human. But everything else remained the same. Bookings didn't drop. In fact, during lockdown... We have gotten a massive rise in our website's traffic because I think uh, the co-living operators has gotten together because we are community lovers, gotten together, and then we started having conversations. And then I think that had that had actually uh, brought a lot of attention to, to co-living in Singapore. We are very lucky we haven't actually been affected. That's incredible. Congratulations. Seriously. Uh, you know, we see so much industry affected, including travel and hospitality and the hotel industry, which I understand and we'll touch on a bit later that you've been partnering with and finding new models to, to help support. Your marketing speaks to the importance of sustainability. So my question to you is what sustainable values are you guys offering as a business? Well, uh, first of all, we would we, we also would like to uh, educate people like initially we were talking about education how important it is we would like to let people know sustainability doesn't mean climate change i think there is a misconception that a lot of people connected with climate change sustainability can be in our business models as well when we have intelligent business models which reduce cost and which is a long-term vision, I think that can be sustainable. And also, which is built around people, which is built around communities. This is this is the main goal and vision of Roof, uh, because we believe that when we build a harmonious environment to support the community and thrive, we believe that it is sustainable. And at the same time, when you reduce cost, you are actually helping the uh, the the environment as well. So it is a long-term uh, long goal. That's how we define sustainability. You had mentioned to me before that at your peak, you in your portfolio had upwards of a thousand beds or units and that you'd cut that down to almost half. And my understanding was that was to help sustain the quality and assurance of your values and as a business. I've never had a, a hotel kind of concept running in my life ever. I have seen real estate and hospitality 
uh, in family, run by my families and by my partners, my angel partners. Uh, but I have never had a personal experience how to run um, an operationally heavy business. I have always been working in strategic sides of businesses, even though I have had business experiences, even though I have founded business before. So the main pain point for us when we started was uh, operations and uh, having the right human resources uh, to run the operation. And that had actually become a massive, I wouldn't say burden, but that's the word that comes to my mind right now, that had actually created a stop. It hijacked the company to actually grow further and then to scale. And that had actually made me rewrite the canvas and try to narrow it down and then to stop and to find the actual problem of running an operationally heavy company. And I had, we had a lots and lots of challenges uh, with human resources. Uh, we have spent lots and lots of funding on, on to, uh, to help uh, build a good human resources. And we did not have any technology uh, that was really, really uh, focused on community co-living uh, uh, property management. So we were like trying to find a balance between human resources and technology. And then I, we had to cut down. If we want to scale, we had to reduce cost and reduce the emotion as well. I'm not saying that I am against human elements in any, any, any of these. It's important, but there are lots and lots of things with technology can help. That is the main reason why we had to re reduce because we actually are trying to solve a problem here. So I think uh, realist state industry and uh, hospitality community together, we are creating something called co-living, which is trying to solve the problem. To solve the problem, we cannot be adding more problems, so we cannot be doing the same thing. So to scale, we needed to slow down. And to slow down, we needed to figure out what we need, and we needed technology. And then uh, this is the main reason why, why we had to narrow it down. You shared a story about turning down an offer to work with a big bank and they were interested in partnering and investing and giving you the money to grow your business. But it, why was that not the right opportunity for you at the time? So at the point of time, like I said, uh, my personality is that I actually want to learn and I do not, I'm not here to actually create something and to become a popularity. It's, this is this is not for me to to be on, on any any famous lists. Uh, I'm trying to create something that I'm passionate about. And I know that this, a lot millions of people want this. So I want to create this. To create this, I have to have values and I have to see the real problem, real pain before I could jump in uh, to adding a lot of financial value, uh, which is probably short-sighted. And uh, this is the main reason I felt like it was not the right time. And then I was, we were offered to be acquired. It was a lot of back and forth communication because uh, for me, I think uh, this value that we are providing needs a lot and lots of thought and partners that have a similar mindset, funds also that have a similar mindset. So real estate and hospitality industry already have that. And I think uh, I think for me, if I may say that, uh, my biggest goal is to create a community-centric, sustainable, long-term uh, 
homes or working spaces for people. So um, we were not ready uh, to scale. And like I said previously, the number of homes that we have had and uh, the amount of hassle and hassle we went through, I think that was not the right time. And uh, But I think this is the right time because during the lockdown, we actually recreated our business model to for future and uh, if uh, if we have something like that, uh, we would we would probably try. But at that point, I was not up for sale. It's all about timing and you know priorities and values. So you just mentioned about the pandemic and how you've shifted and made a shift with your with your model. Can you can you explain more about that? Yes. Uh, so in the beginning, expansion plan was for other parts of. Um, Asia, which which were very attractive, but I think lo- border lockdown uh, and all sorts of restrictions. Um, as a business owner, as a founder, I always feel like uh, we need to have an intelligent business plan rather than having a plan that doesn't actually make sense uh, five years down the line. And I think uh, I think we have gotten a lot of time to to look into our canvases and to see where the opportunity is. And uh, we always felt like uh, every crisis creates an opportunity, and then we have to actually create a valuable opportunity to that uh, that 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 particular time. And uh, we were actually speaking with a lot of people beyond borders and uh, thanks to internet, thanks to video calls. And then uh, we found that uh, there's a massive opportunity in the Maldives. So we crossed out uh, all our canvases and then we focused on the Maldives because it's a beautiful place. Border lockdown has brought a lots and lots of tension and uncertainty to businesses, especially real estate and hospitality industry. And then we, in the co-living and co-working has an innovation, has something that has to offer. And during that time, I was in some panel discussions, which was hosted by uh, uh, the Business Center Corporation uh, in collaboration with UNDP. Um, all this. So I actually gathered a lot of data during those panels, and, and I felt like this is the right time. So we recreated our business model and financial model, and then we are focusing on it. At the same time, during like lockdown, we found the need and the shift to use technology by every single person that is the that is on the face of earth. So we found that we can actually easily adopt to technology right now, and this is the right time to do so. And then we also uh, shifted and allocated most of our funds and most of our thoughts and most of our uh, business continuity plans into that. And uh, this. The, this is how we 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 have created our next uh, next steps. Brilliant. I mean, so okay. So you've mentioned technology being a huge focus on your business model. Can you can you elaborate on that and and specifically how? So right now, I think um, even even you or me, if anyone wants to go to a place, still there are so many manual things that we need to do, sign contracts and stuff like that, especially in real estate and uh, in hospitality industry. Uh, there are a lots and lots of manual things, and I'm sure that I mean they are really intelligent models as well. They're really smart models in those 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 industries. But the thing is that everything is fragmented, so we don't have a centralized system to actually really create proper technology for for property uh, management. So during the lockdown, we realized that. Uh, it's very important that we have an end-to-end product that we can use for uh, to, to manage property. When I say property, it's not just co-living properties. It's just, just like real estate, 
uh, resource and, and, and we don't have that. So I think uh, Ruth is very much focused right now into trying to um, try to find a solution uh, that, that is used by both landlords and tenants and uh, bridge those gaps. Yeah, no, I'm, property management systems is essential for the growth, uh, especially when you're dealing in the hundreds of, of occupancies. And uh, so, you know, the customer life journey and, and management system is, is, is quite essential. So I, I totally understand. I think co-living operators that I have met, there are quite a few in Singapore right now. When we started, there were only three. We are one of, one of the three. Uh, but there are quite a few now. What they fear is that they feel like, why would we need a system? Uh, why would we need technology to, to actually manage? But when you go beyond 15 or 20 units, you might need technology because it will be humanly impossible to manage every single property you have if you don't have a centralized uh, one 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 building. Even if you have one building, it is essential to have technology. And there's no technology that gives this end to end. I, I, I have to say this again and again, end to end experience where, where like you everything is automated and it can be done and there are there are products out there, just needs to be centralized. How does Roof work with local authorities when it comes to zoning laws, partnerships, and other governing issues, if if at all? I mean, the Singapore is great. It gives you a lot of opportunity, and um, the systems are very, very effective, and it's very convenient, if I may say. And we have been welcomed very well, and we are very, very, very uh, grateful that we are in a place like Singapore, where everything is so proper, and uh, people follow the system. So uh, we don't, we do not have any, we don't have any challenges as of yet. Uh, and also, it's a very resilient economy, which is probably because of the systems in place. So we do not have any challenges so far. It has been really well. Yeah, Singapore is very welcoming. Many, I mean, Singapore uh, supports innovation. Singapore always supports solutions. So this is this is one of the best places, uh, one of the best places in Asia because because of that, it's always welcomed. And startup uh, to to have a startup, uh, it's, it's, the systems are really really easy. Um, I mean, it's, this is, I, I don't think anywhere in the world is so systematic, so quick, and everything is getting digitalized. And during COVID-19, I think uh, a lot of things were digitalized. Uh, so I, I would say that we are very grateful to be in a place like Singapore. And this is the best place. This, this was one of the best decisions we have had that we, we started here. I'll let the government know you're giving them great reviews. Okay. <laughs> They haven't left me with no choice because they are really good. In fact, it is really, really, really easy. I'm not saying like regulators, regulations are very easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love the images of the design and interiors. Okay. Can you explain verbally what, you know, on average, what your spaces look like and feel like? Well, uh, I, this is a great question. I was actually not expecting this question because usually when it comes to co-living, uh, uh, lots and lots of time and when I when people talk about co-living with me, they only talk about the community. They never talk about like how we create a unit and how we add value and why. Um, so a great question. I'm happy you asked this question. Um, 
So, uh, for example, we take an we take a property that doesn't look like what you see on the website of FFMSA Lab, and uh, design is very important uh, for me personally because I feel like a home has to be very cozy, and design plays a very important by the styling, the the, the the kind of light that you have, the amount of uh, plants that you have, the color of the couch and the cut. So we we pay lots and lots of attention when we create a space. So the space would look absolutely like a home, cozy, uh, with natural, natural natural colors, natural light and green and, and everything. And this is why you see this letter. And I would do anything in my power to create it. So, so I think I think uh, I think this is what you see uh, in uh, on, on on the website. And then when you see that uh, this 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 home is created with a value that is much more than what you pay, I think that's very important uh, for us to create a really nice, uh, good design around it. And then also, I, I'm very excited because I come from the islands. I am from the Maldives. We are we create really nice uh, beach house and vacation homes or resorts, and I. Always, we always try to add an element to that. Like uh, we started off by having swings, which is very, very island sea beach. And then we started having some hammocks and stuff like that. So I feel like a home should have a nice feeling of like, you don't want to come to a place uh, which is just four walls and there's no, no, no feeling of home. So design is very important in a community home because this is where you spend most of the days and lockdown has proven this is where you are safe. Oh, you're full of great sound bites today, Anna. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So two more questions. What are your intentions when it comes to community building with your clients and your residents? Well, community building is very important. It is not just from our community. I think when it when, when we speak about community, it has to be community as a whole. This is universal community. How do we create it? It's challenging at times, but we match our members when we bring them to before we bring them to uh, our homes. If the community come together, if they can give back to the community, which is like okay, we take we we take a membership. Let's say let's I will put a number. Let's say thousand dollars, and then we put twenty dollars uh, to give back to the community and to create something amazing. Uh, that that would be like really amazing, powerful. So we started. This is how we started building the rural homes. Uh, where you spoke about when you started that Roof has this massive passion to give back. This is how Roof Gives Back has started, from the community giving beyond the community that we live, that community we are in. I think this is how you you create uh, compassion and uh, this is how you create sustainability. Um, so that's how, how, how we create. And also we try to motivate the community by collecting, uh, recycling uh, the products, the homes. And also we collect, uh, we have spring cleaning where we collect uh, used items. We give it back to um, uh, vulnerable communities in, in, in Singapore and beyond. And I think, I think this, is, this, is, this is a way to encourage the community to feel that they are connected, we are together, that, uh, that they are not secluded, they are, they are not alone. We try to have that inclusive, inclusiveness by, by reaching out. Again, I, like I said, it's challenging without proper technology in, in place. This is how we started uh, a roof giving back to a food bank of Singapore, or I would say that helping vulnerable communities. Let's not just uh, put one one 
one particular charity into it. So this is how we started it. We don't have proper website or an application to to do it. Uh, we just uh, try to bring um, artists and entertainment industry or or life coaches together to raise funds and to create awareness and uh, to bring the community together to actually do something. And uh, this this is a massive mission. We call it Roof Gives Back. It is really driven by compassion and uh, giving uh, community and sustainability and togetherness. Oh, I'm going to push this soundbite to the top of the podcast, okay? That was amazing. That was perfect. And I think when people ask, you know, about co-living globally, it's a new design and concept is the lessons that are learned in community are actually global lessons, right? And so giving back and sustainability have been uh, a common theme globally in this industry. And I think it's brilliant what you guys' intentions are here. Last question. So you guys have released some exciting news about the expansion of Roof in the Republic of the Maldives, a small island nation in South Asia. So what will you guys be doing in this beautiful exotic location? Wow, this is super exciting because, like I said, it was not part of the plan. It just fell on the plan because of lockdown. So so this is amazing. And thank you very much for asking me the question because it's a small island and people just know what is happening in small island with loads and loads of opportunities and a beautiful place. So what we're going to do in the in, in Roof Maldives would be we are we just enter into the market, so we don't want to sound like we, we have figured everything out. Uh, this is how Roof is always, because we are community building. We would love the community to be together with us, and we would love to learn. We would love to collaborate. That's number one. Now, number two, uh, we have phases of how we are going to actually really carry out our our business uh, from from zero to one if I could say. So first, we, we, we are right now focusing on converting some hotel resort uh, businesses, business center to co-working concepts. And uh, this, these concepts will be very much uh, around uh, community-centric. Uh, and phase two, we would be creating lovely homes with uh, collaboration concepts. And uh, phase three, we, we are trying to actually... Uh, create a co-living space and uh, we have to figure out how because we have to see the zones and everything. And eventually, biggest goal would be to create a co-working concept in space. I think that's very much required and it has a massive opportunity because the space is really, really little and it's, 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 it's required. And there are a lot of amazing people out there who, need, who wants to collaborate with people and I must say before that, uh, we are separated by islands in the Maldives. So, um, I mean, collaboration sometimes can be tough if they are separated and traveling is not that convenient uh, if it is separated by sea. So to come to the capital and um, capital city to work uh, or to collaborate and sometimes students, I mean, it's, 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 it, it would be a perfect place and it's a perfect timing. And also, like, we have a massive mission to empower real estate and hospitality community with all the innovative concepts that we have. And uh, the mission is, like, again, to give affordability and collaboration to create community around it. And we need a lot of support from the from the local government and also lots and lots of people around the world uh, 
collaborating with us. Uh, we are here to, we are going there as, as an advisory right now and we would like to collaborate. I really, really want people to come and speak with us. There are Moldavians who are real estate owners, resort owners who really don't know how to, how to create, um, how to bring their business model to, to, how do I say, to the new normal. We could also offer some co-working uh, and long-term stay uh, incentives. And we, we are very excited and we just, we just embarked. We just landed. And we just got visa, so we have to figure out and how to how to stay. Well, I had no idea you were from the Maldives, so it's <laughs> amazing to see this 360 experience in your life and career, and your passion to put swings and hammocks in people's homes and make them feel like they're a part of something special. Okay, and you know what? I want to come for Pancake Day because I think pancakes are trending in co living big time. Just so you know. Oh my God! Yeah, you should. You should. Singapore okay. is welcome. You always, always. Amazing. Last thing, actually, because we keep saying your company name Roof, spelled R O U F. Can you explain where the name came from? Oh wow! <laughs> when we started the company, we did not have a name. It's like a baby, and you have a baby. Sometimes you're not prepared to have a name because you you revolve around the baby and house how amazing this baby and how the baby changes your life. So I'm very fascinated by Greek mythology. and uh, Greek, Greek mythology, okay. So the name came from uh, from this, this place in Athens because uh, Roof is a neighborhood in Athens, in Greece. And uh, it was actually founded by a businessman, a Bavarian businessman, and uh, the location uh, was where there was a, there was a railway, there was a rail uh, connect, connecting point, if, if I may say. It's very hard to explain this. There's a connecting, connecting space uh, from one place to the next, so it was connecting. And then they called the rail, railroad uh, roof. So when we were looking for them, I think there's no other thing that is better than uh, this because it is your roof. It is pronounced as your roof. And it is from Greece where civilization began, and it's, it's, it's an amazing history there. And um, it is the railway passed through the area that, that had a huge farm from someone who migrated there. And I think this is this is one of the best houses. And we have we call it in our in our community we call it we have pillars. The roof needs a lot of pillars. One is the roof gives back. Then we have technology. Then we have people like you guys who come and empower us. And then we have some spaces and locations that empower us as well. So this is this is how roof begin. It was an important question, and I'm glad I asked it, <laughs> just so people can understand the context of where you guys started this beautiful so if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking to build a co-living or co-working business roof is here to provide end-to-end service and you can find them at roof.co or roof underscore official on instagram so thank you anna and i hope to join you guys and support your growing communities in singapore and of course the maldives Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's just like talking, like I, we could go on and on. We have so limited time. It's thank you very much. And I love co-living. I love you guys. I love co-live. I'm back, baby. Yes, I'm back. It's a whole new conversation. Co-living, co-work. 
Co-Life Creation. This is it's Coffee Talk with your boy. This is a new platform. We're going to have fun with this. Let me be honest. And you know I'm going to be every time. That was good. You can keep that one.